You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. And yes, I guess recording on Tuesday night, but your second episode of the week, but I guess your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns. Don't worry, guys. We'll get you a full slate here this week, uh, as we always do. You know anybody here associated with Locked On Browns and the guests I have. We've never been you know, shy on the work. Uh, we're going to get here today to a few things. Um, he hasn't been on in a while, so I'm just, we'll get some thoughts here on the 2020 Browns season wrap. We are also going to dip into senior bowl coverage. Um, a little bit different this year. Um, we do have some folks down there, but um, this person isn't, but uh, I, I trust him. And I've been seeing the timeline today as he has been all over the coverage today. So we'll get some, some talk about the weigh-ins. We're going to actually get some of the talk uh, you know, from the action today. He's been on before. I've had the pleasure of working with him in the past. Corey Kinnon, make sure you're following at Real Corey Kinnon, the show Locked On Browns. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. First things first, uh, Corey, um, you know, as we're, you know, what, 11 months in everybody's hibernation right now, um, and it's been a while, you, your lovely wife, how's everything going, buddy? We're doing great. We're doing great. I hope you just didn't hear my dog barking just then. Sorry about that. I will tell you right now, Lockdown Browns is very dog friendly. We've had plenty of appearances. And if my wife were, you know, to come home, the two pit bulls are going to greet her with some sort of affection through noise, but we're used to it, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing great, you know, just uh, getting through the winter. I'm hoping for some warm weather here coming soon. So, um, but you know, it's the best time of the year. It's the draft time. So I'm here for that. Um, yeah, and it's certainly going to be a different uh, triage cycle this year. Um, you know, as you look at all these teams and, you know, uh, and I think the, the tweet, I forget, I think it was Adam Schefter, you know, 18 teams may have, you know, quarterback question. <laughs> you poor bastards. I mean, good luck with all that, guys. Um, you know, offensive line. Oh, guys, teams need offensive linemen. Ah, shame. Um, not to say that the Browns don't have their needs, um, but let's get to this first year. Um I think, you know, a lot of people were hoping nine and seven. A lot of people were hoping 10 and six. A lot of people said, oh, my God, just to finally play a playoff game. A lot of people, it was nothing. Just beat Pittsburgh once. I mean, just do something. Beat Pittsburgh. Um, and then you get the opportunity. You go in uh, and play Pittsburgh in a playoff game. And, you know, the joke of it was for the Browns, I mean, as far as, you know, it was kind of like, all right, well, let's pick up a couple of kids at the end of the block. We'll have a 53-man roster, and we'll go play this game. Um, obviously, you know, all come to fruition. You finish the season strong. You go play Kansas City. You give them a tougher test in the divisional playoff round than they faced in the AFC championship game. It just, I mean, for, and obviously, you know, Corey, at your age, this is probably the greatest Brown season that you're, you know, Oh, you know, really remember without reading or, you know, trying to say, why does the TV look so stinking blurry? Um, and who is Bernie Kosar that you all seem to be talking about? Um, but it was just it, it, the, the the craziness of how it all started. Um, you know, the disappointing week one beat down to Baltimore. And, oh, my God, did we all do this again? Did we get excited for no reason? And then, you know, as it started to progress, and I think for me, I think the regular season high has to be the Tennessee game. And it was just because you saw, you know, the, 
the game kind of went like a Mike Tyson fight. They just came out and it was just, look, we're going to do what we're going to do. Um, a couple smart plays on defense. And the next thing you know, before, you know, Tennessee could turn around, it was, all right, well, this game's out of reach. Our best player, the most focal point of our offense, is useless at this point. Um, but just a hell of a ride um, in understanding, you know, there's certainly going to be, you know, upgrades coming to the defense drastically needed in several areas. But for what they did for, you know, just one offseason into a morphed, no spring, barely a summer, and you were talking about things like, you know, coach of the year with our head coach, talking about the fact that, you know, anybody's shaky on Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, anybody's shaky about some other things here, a lot of things put to rest, and this franchise can just go looking forward to adding specific pieces. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yes, as a um, point of reference, I was 10 years old the last time the Browns played in a playoff game. So that was the uh, the Kelly Holcomb game uh, where they were, again, up big on Pittsburgh early. And then Pittsburgh marched back and ended up beating them. So I was like when they went up early again in this one, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we, we pulled that one out. We pulled it out. Uh, and then the Kansas City game, man, I mean, there's just – there's – if somebody comes back and points a finger at six because of that game, I I will think that we're not even watching the same sport at that point. I mean, that dude put together, I mean, the Pittsburgh game as well, but he that from week seven on, honestly, that dude just put together game after game after game, steadily improved. Um, so yeah, definitely the best Brown season that, that I've ever seen so far. I think heading into the off season now, um, I think fans are going to be, uh blindsided by some of the moves i think is a good way to say it without without you know stepping on too many um hot topics with a certain wide receiver um, <laughs> um but also defensively i think they're gonna see the browns spend money in places that they didn't expect and not spend money in places you would expect um so I don't think the Browns are going to spend money on a linebacker. I don't think they're going to use a big pick on a linebacker. I don't think they're going to use a first rounder on a defensive tackle. They're not going to spend money on a big defensive tackle. They might part ways with a couple big defensive tackles that are on the roster this year. Um, so I think uh, it's a good point of reference to kind of reset, reframe around the guardrails of the Sashi era. Uh, no, Andrew Barry's not Sashi, but he kind of has those same guardrails. Uh, Paul D. Podesta is still here. So those same guardrails are in place. And so, um, a good point of reference moving forward into the offseason is to remember, and Andrew Barry's even said it in some interviews, that you win this league by passing and by defending the pass. And so those are the two big areas the Browns are going to look. So that means cornerback, wide receiver, pass rush, quarterback. Browns already have a quarterback. They're going to need another pass rusher. They're going to need another corner, probably a, a safety or two. So I think as we're moving towards the, the offseason, those are going to be the focal points of, of this front office. I, I, you know, you know, we've one of the reasons I guess we mesh so well is probably because of the fact that, you know, we see things and, and this is where people, you know, everybody who gets upset about this, it's are you reading or listening to what they're saying? You know, have you looked at that manifesto? Because trust me, that thing is in every office in that building. It's a not a knock on certain people. It's not a knock on you know certain individuals, but it, it's their recipe for what they feel is the analytic way. And folks, keep using the word and get used to it. 
to success in the NFL in the era that we're currently playing in. Again, and it's just not Cleveland. It's it's just not Cleveland. It's not Cleveland. New England has been doing it for years. New England, everybody's like, oh, Bill Belichick, the big football guy. New England's been doing it for years. Philadelphia, I mean, now it's kind of coming back to bite them because they started paying older players. But like Philadelphia in their prime, they were using these models. It's not a new mm-hmm. thing. It's not new. It's new to Cleveland because they're used to, oh, we live in Ohio, so we got to be blue collar and we got to run the ball and get these big boys. But no, it's like, no, that's not the way you win football games in the NFL anymore. And Cleveland's just slow to catch up to it. Well, and you look at it this way. The Kansas City Chiefs have rotated and granted one was a first round pick, uh, Lady Onda. But they've it's it's been back of the week. All right. Well, you're healthy. All right. So you're the back this week. Um, and, you know, linebacker, and, and for the thousandth time to anybody listening to Lockdown Browns, what the Browns put into the position, they literally go, box checked. Okay, we barely put any money to it. And, you know, we got some okay play. We understand the return of what we put into it. And to not, again, as Corey said, to step on too many toes, you're going to look at the wide receiver position and you're going to say, what was the payroll there? What did we get? Let's break it down. This is through an analytic front going to be somewhat of a problem. I, I can't lie. Uh, I'm excited to shift to this next se- next segment. And for me, draft always, once we get to senior ball, it's kind of like, and for guys like Corey, guys like myself, it's kind of like, that B12 shot. All right, the tape is over. And for me, and one of the first things first is, you know, when you get to senior ball weigh-ins and you find some guy left three inches on the flight from down to Mobile, Alabama, or, you know, and we'll get to a certain wide receiver who didn't weigh in today, and we'll tell you right now, that don't mean nothing. But Corey Kinnon joining Jeff Lloyd here on Lockdown Browns, and we'll continue just a minute. Are we ready for Super Bowl Sunday? Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The greatest quarterback achievement-wise has ever played in the NFL. Probably versus the only one right now in the league who could maybe even threaten that one day. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON. For your 50% welcome bonus, you all know about the Super Bowl, but college basketball, NBA basketball, NHL, plenty of stuff to keep your appetite satisfied with betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. So, Corey, and we'll start with this name first. And everybody, you, you know who's not been following because this name shouldn't be unfamiliar. Had a brother. We went through this process. Um, and it's funny because um, I, I'm close with the agent for who represented his brother um, and represents him now. Um, Fatu Melifanwu, um, 6'2 and change, uh, over the 210 mark wingspan north of 80. Corey, we've talked about this guy with Steven Thomas. We've added around, but we all know Denzel Ward, special player, and none of this is a knock on Denzel, but one of the things you would like to eventually do with Denzel is, due to the size, is 
maneuver him. And when you're going to get stuck with a Cole Beasley, that type of guy, well, let's go eliminate that. And we can do that with Denzel Ward. And it's not, none of this is a knock on Greedy, but the thing is, this is the reality with Greedy Williams is we have no idea. And right now, Greedy Williams is just an absolute question mark. And I hate it for the kid because, you know, the rookie season was tough. And you never want to see a guy flame out because of injury. And as far as we know, this could be the case for Greedy Williams. And also keep in mind, he was not drafted or brought into this organization by the current structure the way it is, which is always something you're going to monitor. But Mr. Malafonwu, I tell you, when you got a safety, I'm sorry, you got somebody who's built like a safety, who's got the ability to play corner. And this is one where I keep coming back to this, Corey, is Chase Claypool. He was a pain in the butt this year for this Brown secondary and having some opportunity to maybe, you know, even up the size gap there with a player like that. And, you know, I, I told you yesterday, uh, I told you yesterday on Twitter, I, I my, my flag is planted. This is my guy at, at 26 for right now. It certainly could change, but you bring this in and you bring another quality corner to Denzel and talking about coverage and stopping the pass this looks like a good recipe, but uh, the weigh-ins today, always a fun time. Yeah, so uh, uh, unless J.C. Horn were to magically fall all the way to 26, which I, I have no reason to think that's going to happen, then uh, Ifiatu Melifanu is going to be my guy as well there. Again, 6'2 and some change, 212 pounds, 32-inch arms. Like, the dude's just a unit. And not only that, but like when you turn on his tape, some of his – two best tapes from the season were against their two strongest competition as well against North Carolina and against Clemson. He put mm-hmm. the clamps on Deami Brown. He put the clamps on Cornell Powell and just locked up both those dudes for, for 60 minutes apiece. Um, again, mo- size of a, of a, of a safety tackles like a safety, uh, but as fluid as it comes, somebody that big, usually those guys are stiff. Usually they can't get in and out of their breaks well, but his click and close is tremendous. His fluidity is tremendous. He's got great over-the-top speed. When you get to these regional combines that are doing this year, he's going to test out of his mind as well. And so it's like, like his brother did. Yes, but he can play better than his brother. His brother was still very raw coming out. He yes. is not. He is refined. Um, and so by the time, you know, Cleveland comes on the clock, he might not even be on the board, if we're being honest. Like right now, he's talked about like, oh, yeah, you could probably get a midday too. I'm not so sure about that. So um, if he's Especially on the board, Dave Brugler says, oh, this guy may go round one. All of a sudden, guess what that means? There's probably a good chance he's going round one. <laughs> right, right. So if he's on the clock, it's an if at this point now, uh, I would be all over it. Again, you got to get faster. You got to get bigger. He's both. So you need a little dog in here. Yeah. I mean, you, you need some of it. And if you can, you know, obviously you'll carry that frame, which should be, you know, really, really plus athleticism. Um, and then, you know, the fact that, you know, you're following around an older brother, you know, watching him go through everything. And sometimes it's always, you know, you watch the younger brother versus the older brother because the younger brother now, nothing seems as new to him. The spotlight is never, as big for him because he's kind of like vicariously went through this, you know, watching an older brother and yeah, uh, he's special, special talent, but weigh-ins today. Uh, it's always nice when you find a player lose three inches on the flight. Um, and everybody, you know, Devonte Smith's not going to weigh in today. Look, this is going to be one of those things similar to Lamar Jackson saying, I'm not running a 40, something similar to, you know, Kyler Murray. Do you really need to measure me 
or even Baker Mayfield for that instance. The one the only thing I wanted to hear with Baker is hey, just tell me it's six feet. As long as it's six, I don't need any. All right, just say yes or no. He, he's over six feet, those type of things. Um, but, you know, a bunch of guys, weigh-ins good. Some guys, weigh-ins bad. And, you know, and the other thing for the Senior Bowl, and, and I say this stuff a lot, look, the Senior Bowl, it's a great event, everything about it. Um, the fact that Devontae Smith even went to Mobile, he's doing them a favor. Um, so and the fact that he's not going to do anything, the fact that he's not going to weigh in, um, just so some people could say, wow, that's Devontae Smith. Um, and let's not kid each other. Everybody knew the kid was thin. Right. Yeah, I, I, I won't be surprised if he doesn't even weigh in at the, like the regional combines. He's not going to do it. It's not going to happen. He's going to sit on his tape, and why wouldn't he? He's the first wide receiver to win, win a Heisman in 30 years, so he's, he's going to sit on that. So, uh, I mean, I don't blame him one bit. I mean, once you hire an agent, it becomes about playing a game. And if these players are smart, they know that even before they hire an agent. But their agent is going to help them play that game. So if their agent says, hey, don't do any podcasts, don't talk to anybody, don't do this, don't do that, they're going to take that advice and they're going to run with it because their agent's also trying to make money. So their agent's not going to give them some advice that's going to cost them money as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he is doing them a huge favor by being there. Same with like Najee Harris, a bunch of those Bama dudes just like, yeah, I'll go, whatever. Um but I'm super interested to see how the Browns view the senior bowl. Um, obviously it's a great place to get your eyes on some, on some players, but again, those guardrails of the analytics, most of these dudes who come to the senior bowl are old um, or have something to prove. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you, can tell you, you know, right now their list, when they said, are going to the senior bowl? There's got nope. like 10 guys on nope. it. Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, Hi, how are you? Pleasure to meet you, son. 23 and three quarters? Yeah, congratulations on your 24th birthday before you're being drafted. Uh, we don't need your number. We're good. Right, but there are some dudes who are 22 or just turned 22 or don't turn 22 till May um, who are 21 still. So uh, there's some good deals there. Um, and there's also guys coming off some pretty massive injuries who, um, I mean, if I were the Browns, I would feel iffy about taking those just as a uh, as a result of kind of the injury um, that we've from young players that we had over the past couple of years, I would be a little more wary of that. Um, but I'm super, super interested to see kind of who the Browns view as, as assets on this list and um, who we're going to get a better look at. Uh, and it's, and it's the fun thing. And look, you know, they, it, obviously it's COVID related and they sent down, you know, less than normal as most NFL teams are doing. But I do agree with you that, you know, when the fact that we're talking about, you know, you know four-year seniors, fifth-year seniors, or, you know, age, and again, guys, this is all stuff. I mean, we talk about the way you set up, you know, a draft grade through an analytic lens. There's age, there's size, there's tape, there's athleticism, there's production, and it's this lovely little metric that goes... And that's how, through an analytic lens, you arrive to your final grade on a player. There's going to be no more, oh, my God, I saw this kid play so-and-so on a Saturday night. He had 17 tackles. Yeah, he's three inches shorter than a linebacker should be. Um, my wife's hands are bigger than his. Um, he's almost 24. And he hasn't run a three-cone in the entire draft process, but yet he's 100% healthy. So we're assuming there's a reason for that. and it's. This is going to be more and more the way to go. You're going to have one guy in a room that, my God, the tape, the tape, the tape. And you tell that guy, hey, he's there in round seven, 
at pick 247 and change, and we're on the clock, we'll listen to you. But we've got a recipe on how we're doing this. And when a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones, where the tape wasn't necessarily there, but the athletic profile, the intelligent young man, the age, somehow is available in round six, we take educated gambles. We don't just throw something up against the wall because this guy had 16 tackles versus Boston College on a Saturday night that you happen to scout the game. That's not the way it works under the Atlanta Lens court. Right. So uh, no more Scooby rights coming into to Cleveland anytime soon. Uh, who was the kid? Who was the kid from? Uh, uh, he just got hired back to the Jaguars. Anthony Schlegel. Anthony he was drafted Schlegel, by the yeah. Jets in the fifth round. He wrestles boars. That's great because he can't tackle a guy in a football field, but apparently he's really good with boars, I guess. All right. <laughs> right. Right. So. I mean, there's there's a couple people that I had start on my list who came in under undersized from what they were listed at, um, and the Browns are going to take note of that. They're going to take note of that. Um, no more Scooby rights. Last year, everybody loved Evan Weaver. Evan Weaver got so many tackles. He broke the Pac-12 record for tackles in a career, tackles in a season, tackles all this and that. That's great. He's got short arms, small hands, and he can't run very fast. So we're not. And you know he was wearing eighty nine for a reason. That meant they kicked him a linebacker because it wasn't working at tight end. He didn't show up and get eighty nine to play linebacker. Correct. Correct. So um, yeah, uh, it, all of this just eliminates prospects, and that's what it's about: is eliminating risk, mitigating these players who are going to come in and then you realize once they get here, Oh crap, these guys can't play. These guys aren't meant for this level. So all of these things that they're going into it, they're just eliminating all those risks, which is why we said they probably have 10, maybe 20 guys at the max on their list for this weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm just uh, curious to see kind of what they pull out of this. And if any of these guys end up on the Browns final roster. Yeah. And this is, you know, it, it, it's going to be an interesting process, but this also make it, easier for the Browns in the senior bowl because it, it, there's just not a lot here they're shopping for. And although there's some guys that they're probably going to pay attention to, you're probably going to say if the guy didn't play in 2020, it's going to be somebody maybe that the Browns are looking at because it's going to be, you know, we've seen the 2019 tape. Um, but then again, you know, what happens within a whole calendar year of not playing the sport? It, you know, were you once a good player, you haven't played, if you're going to look a little rusty at the senior bowl, and this is where the analytic front may say, are we getting a day three possible bargain here? Because if I'm taking him and he is cornerback five or six, but a year or two, he could be a guy playing significant time. And this applies to any position, just using corner in general here, or a guy that I'm maybe getting in the seventh round. And there's a possibility to stash said player so, it, like you said, there's probably 15 to 20 names they may have serious interest in. And then there is that, you know, what's by the register when I'm checking out the impulse buy that I can get dirt cheap and there's some appeal to said player. Yeah, so there's a couple FCS players that are at the Senior Bowl that haven't played at all this year who kind of fit that mold. Um, one, I think will probably be around late day three, but the other could potentially jump to day two with a really good pre-job process. So um, one, I just want to like shout out the university of Northern Iowa's 2016 recruiting class. Absolutely incredible. They've got a left, they've got a left tackle at the senior bowl who is 
fringing on first round status as an FCS left tackle in Spencer Brown. Um, they've got a dude who the transferred. Only, to- the only people that think Northern Iowa is FCS is the people who apply them as FCS. Nobody looks at Northern Iowa anymore as like, you know, nobody looks at them as, you know, oh, well, they play down there. It's not that way anymore at Northern Iowa. Oh, for sure. Uh, they got another dude who transferred to Kansas State, a tight end named Briley Moore, who's draft eligible this year. Uh, they got another dude who sat out this year but is transferring to Iowa at safety named Xavier Williams, who's going to be a guy to watch next year. Um, but the guy I think could be a fit for the Browns, uh, I couldn't find a date of birth on him, but they have an edge rusher named Ellerson Smith as well. And Ellerson Smith sat out this year again. He, he was thinking about hitting the transfer portal and transferring to FBS. But him and Brown together said – we're not going to let any other school benefit reap the benefits of what Northern Iowa did for us. So we're going to plead our, lo- our loyalty there. And they just opted out and declared for the draft. But Ellerson Smith listed at six and six, six and a half, 262, which he played at 240. So he's put on 22 pounds since sitting out. Um, 33 and a half inch arms, or three, three and a quarter inch arms. Uh, and he can fly. So he's got some bend, uh, he's got some length. So I'm super interested to see uh, what the Browns think there. And then South Dakota State has a, a wide receiver who's a pretty big v- vertical threat named Cade Johnson. Um, ultra productive at the FCS level. Again, you got to be kind of careful there with, with level of competition and stuff. Um, but as the Browns look to get to get faster at wide receiver, I, I wouldn't I would think that they would be taking a look at, at Cade Johnson potentially as well out of South Dakota State. Um, and this is what we talk about here. And, and we spent some time with this you know, over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think everybody who's excited with where this Browns product currently is, I, I get it. And we truly understand that. But with where Baker is at right now, he's being limited. And we're almost kind of playing, and I hate to keep harping on this, everybody. We're almost playing arena style football. There's more to Baker than this. And it's, you know, it's now let's not put together, you know, a six run rally with bases on balls a couple of singles and a double. You start going yard here a little bit, Corey. And juice, legit juice needs to be brought in here. They love this group of tight ends. And even though it didn't exactly go the way they wanted it to this year, they they love the future of what this position can bring them. But there's got to be some serious, serious vertical juice from the outside. Well, the tight end group didn't go as well as they planned because they have two wide receivers who can't get vertical and recluding those same route, like those same patterns that their tight ends would be running. Uh, so um, if, if they're looking for <laughs> separation, well, no, 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 no. You guys are in the same still shot. This is not right. good. Right. So if they're looking for vertical speed, I bet there's there's two dudes right now at, at the senior bowl that I hadn't I haven't already mentioned. So I bet they're watching Tylen Wallace pretty closely out of Oklahoma State. The thing with Tylen Wallace is he is coming off an ACL injury last year. So um but, I mean, he came back to full strength this year. Uh, Big-time deep threat, really good at the catch point along the boundary. Um, he's even showed to be a, quite a, a bit refined as a route runner as well. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up going second round. Um, I doubt he sneaks into the first round at this point, um, but he could be a target there. And then the second guy is, is kind of a smaller dude out of uh, UCLA. His name is Demetric Felton. So he played running back and wide receiver, kind of one of those gadget dudes at, at UCLA. Um, but he's a, a, a guy who – could be that gadget dude who could also get vertical, move laterally really well, 
eat up a bunch of yak yardage. Um, so I, I think those are the kind of mold. And then the obvious one is Kadarius Tony. If Kadarius Tony is in on the board at 26, I could see the Browns taking a shot on, on Kadarius Tony. Um, there's a chance he falls to the second round to not as far as them, though, I would doubt. Um, but those are kind of the three wide receivers with some juice that, at, at the senior bowl. I could see them potentially taking a peek at. Well, the thing with Kadarius Tony and what I like about it most, and I've talked about this, and I know he's a PFF darling because we've talked about. I've talked about this guy with John Costco. Is he was never it in tag in his entire life. He was never it. He's just that type of you know whether it's a small space or you know you're never going to compare anybody's you know long speed to a Tyree kill, but he just has this ability where if he gets the catch, he gets one cut between speed. Between you know his you know ability to juke, his ability to understand you know taking the correct angle running with the ball, he's he's fun and legit scary as far as you can do anything with him on the offensive side of the ball. He brings returnability and just he's fun. He's fun. Oh yeah, he's a ton of fun. So uh, the Browns are going to go wide receiver much earlier than people anticipate. It's going to happen within the first three rounds. Um, and I would say it's going to happen within the first two rounds. Uh, so that might be something that's going to shock. Goes correctly, yes. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's that's a, a big thing. Defensively at the Senior Bowl, again, they're going to look for dudes defensively who can't be pigeonholed to one spot. They're not going to look for a defensive tackle who is only a defensive tackle unless he's a one tech. He's unless he's a space eater and a, a run stuffer. You kind of get what you want. They're not going to. I don't think they're going to be super interested in, in a safety who can just play single high but can't get down here hill and tackle. I don't think they're going to be super interested. They're not going to be interested in linebackers who are run stuffing linebackers at all. Um, <laughs> so I think they're going to look for safeties who can get in the box safeties who can get in the nickel edge rushers who might be able to, to pop back into a Sam look. Um, and then linebackers who might be able to show some fluidity and coverage as well are, are kind of what they're going to look for. Um, and so when I look at the senior bowl roster, the, the big one is a Florida state guy. You're really familiar with him, but Hamza Nasir al Um, so I don't know if you saw his measurements, Jeff, but he has 34 and a quarter inch arms, which are it's tackle size, <laughs> offensive tackle sized arms. And then they were showing him individual drills and he can flip his hips really well for, for a dude who's 213 pounds and six foot three with, with the length that he has. Um, so I would be interested in him again, also an ACL injury in his, in his past. So yep. um, interested to kind of see what the Browns think there. Another dude uh, kind of similar to Nasir Dean is Virginia Tech's Divine Diablo, who is 6'3 and 226. So he's a big boy, uh, but he can do the same thing. He can get over the top. He can drop down in the box. Um, kind of what the Browns are probably going to look for from their, from their um, safeties moving forward because they're going to move forward with a two-linebacker look. The, the days of, of three linebackers is way gone. Joe Woods wants versatility. Joe Woods wants speed, and he wants coverage. Um, so the, these bigger safeties who can who can not only get over the top but can come down in the box are going to be a priority. Um, and I'll then, tell you what, Corey, Corey, save that. We're going to transition to a little bit of tape, and we're getting laid on time. Corey is fired up, and I'm loving every second of it. But we do got things to do here. Mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account log in. 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Corey, we're getting a little bit on t- tight on time, but take us through the tape today. Obviously, one-on-one, seven-on-sevens, teams, some names that caught your eye today. Yeah, so they actually haven't released the tape yet, but based off of what I could see from um, whether the NFL Network broadcast or um, just scrolling through Twitter, um, I'm very interested in the Houston defensive lineman Peyton Turner. Um yes who dominated the the way in if you can do such a thing, but listed at 6'5", 270, 35-inch arms, 84-inch uh, wingspan. So he's a big dude um, at Houston. He's played both inside and out. So he's another one of those versatile guys the Browns might be looking for uh, where he can squeeze inside as, as far as the three tech and outside as far as five, um, or maybe even, even push a little bit outside further than that. Um, if Yatsu Melifonwu had a good day, um, see, this is what it is when you have those guys that you truly like it's just like just don't disappoint me so you see a couple of positives you're like all right keep the pot stirring young man right i am very happy we don't have to we don't have to go after offensive linemen too much this year um i don't even think they're going to address it i honestly think, I don't like, think so they're, they're going to say nope like there's literally nothing to do with that position but go ahead yeah, so I mean i, I wouldn't want a guy like alex leatherwood right now i think he looked kind of iffy today um, we've done this before. There's, there's left tackles from Alabama who are fantastic, but they are guards. There's a certain one right now who plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. There's nothing wrong with having to kick inside, but putting guys in positions where they're never going to succeed is the death of a prospect in the NFL. Okay. Right. I would say probably the biggest winner uh, would be he's a wide receiver out of a central Michigan, West, Western Michigan. Sorry about that. Western Michigan, Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, so he's a tiny little dude, but he can fly and he can move laterally, laterally really well. So he was uh, cooking dudes all day. And even at Western Michigan, uh, he played both sides of the ball. So he played yep. corner as well for them. Um, but again, he too is coming off of an ACL injury. So uh, it's kind of a prevalent theme with this class, a lot of injuries within the past two years. Um, but that's a dude if, if his, I couldn't find a date of birth on him either, but if, if, if his, if his date of birth checks out and if his medicals what check out, is not good. what I've heard on date of birth is not good. But the other thing is, and this is where it could be key to the Browns is, and maybe where he gets a pass is he's an SOB, he'll block. And th- as we've learned with Kadero Hodge, as we learned with Donovan Peoples Jones, and they even got Rashard Higgins on this page, you want us to throw you the ball. Uh, you got to get involved in the other stuff because when we have a strong running game within the scheme that Kevin Stefanski has, what helps the play action is DB saying, is this guy three yards, four yards? Is he coming and knock my head off? Or is he about to juke the living daylights out of me? So Eskridge, even though he may not fit age-wise through their lens, if it's day three and you're going to block, which means most likely you can play special teams and you've shown the ability to, you know, obviously be active and flourish when the receiving game brings you up a notch. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he's one to, to certainly keep an eye on. Um, I'm patiently waiting for this uh, for this tape to hit the system because um, I'm going to be up late tonight watching it for sure. Uh, and I'll have a better report for you tomorrow, potentially. So um, but based off of my peripherals, those are the kind of the players that that stood out the most to me. Um, but it's the beginning of the week, so I'm excited. Yeah, well, and it's it's just like anything. It's 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 day one. And this is one thing when you go through the senior law process is is they are now around, you know, NFL coaches and they're essentially interviewing for two coaching staffs who have, you know, the ability to have better hands-on knowledge than any of the other 30 NFL teams. Okay, if day 1 was tough, let's see day 2 where you sat down and they said, you know, look son, uh this step, this kick step is not working. We're going to work on a little refinement tomorrow. Let's see if you can give us a better day tomorrow. Uh, this route, you're running it at seven yards. We need your hard cut to be at six yards. I know it sounds minuscule. I know it sounds tiny, but it's the way these things go. And I guess there were some quarterbacks there, Corey, but uh, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. When, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to have to worry about Mac Jones or Jamie Newman, and we don't have to. So that's great. Let these other poor suckers worry about all that stuff. And I'll tell you right now, I hope 15 quarterbacks go in round one. Maybe 16, maybe 25. All Push the players down the board. <laughs> yes. All you teams that are thirsty and starving for the quarterback position, have at it, kids, because one less thing to be wary about here for your Cleveland Browns. Um, it's been a pleasure here with Corey. And I'm going to say this now, and I will certainly put it in the social media post when I push the show. How Corey can is under 1,000 followers on this app is stinking ridiculous. Passionate Browns fan. The coverage is excellent, whether it is the current product, chasing after what is the future product. Trust me. Make sure you're following. Read the work. Corey is an intelligent guy. And the thing is, is everybody takes sometimes when we're giving opinions, we're basing this on what we're seeing from this franchise. It's not just, you know, all we want to move move on from a certain wide receiver that wears number 80, but it's what you read between the lines from what you're told and you know what they preach and what eventually becomes, you know, the difference in certain ball games. It, none of this is personal. And I think that's what some people, you know, readers through social media where social media can be a problem. It's not, nothing is ever personal. You're just trying to give, an honest review of what you're seeing from up top, what you're understanding from what the coaching staff is saying and trying to piece it all together. Who knows? Nobody knows what will eventually happen. Sometimes people do rest on the laurels and do not you know, finish through. But for, um, again, I'm sorry, make sure you're following at real Corey Kinnon. I'll tag him and I will make sure we're going to get into this thousand sooner than later because it's, it's amazing what some people will follow on this app as opposed to true, solid, hard work. So Corey is fantastic. We're going to push everything for him. Uh, the show itself, at Locked on Browns. Uh, again, follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open over there as well. iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review, Locked on Browns. This has been your daily delivery. Of all things, Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.